is what it's all about. Scout. It's what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Two Scout Geeks. My name is Joey Galvez, and I'm here with my buddy John. How's it going, man? Pretty good, man. Yeah, Waking so up slowly, but I'm slowly, here. Slowly, <laughs> slowly but surely. So, how was slowly. your week since the last time we spoke, man? My week's been pretty good. Awesome, awesome. I've already got my, I've already got my son commentating. Uh, but it was a good <laughs> week. Um, definitely, definitely getting crazier and busier as we get closer and closer to Christmas. Yes. So this is gonna be, I guess, our like official, unofficial Christmas special. Um, uh, not really because I mean, we're a comic show, so it's not really going to be too much, but we do have a really cool book to talk to you guys, two books and some creators to talk to at the end of the show. We have red Xmas on our Christmas special, and then we're going to be talking about Sam and his talking gun. And then at the very end of the show, hopefully you guys will stick around for this interview. We're going to be talking to Lee Ferguson and drew Ferguson, the creators of Sam and his talking gun. So, John, John, I really like these two books, man. What about you? I love both these books. And I mean, we're still like that thing of like, we're the scout guys, so we love scout. But <laughs> right. I mean, you can look at even just their sales alone and tell that they these are every oh, yeah. time we say this, like the books that are coming out, like, no, people love these books. Like they're oh, yeah. literally selling off the shelf. Oh yeah. These these books, like I, I think since right in the middle of the pandemic to the tail end of the pandemic every book that has come out has pretty much either gotten real close to selling out or has sold out itself so yeah. uh man it's it these they, they're doing some really good stuff right now and the book just keep getting better and better yeah because i mean at this point too like um they i mean you're getting they're selling out of books now that they didn't before that were just, that are just uh like issues in a series like they're starting to do like the the marvel thing where it's like this is a key issue oh yeah yeah i i'm 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 so excited about these books man let's uh let's jump right in to red x-men So let's start by saying like this. Uh, this will be a Christmas special, but don't uh, don't <laughs> don't let the kids read this one. Um, but we so we got uh, Red Xmas from Scout, uh, written by Clay Adams. Uh, writer is Alexandre Ophelipe, and artist is Fabio Ramashi. Um, when Mrs. Claus dies in a tragic toy accident, Santa vows to make all those little brats pay. But when his rampage kicks off at the home of a FBI agent, Ellie Tewksbury, he messes with the wrong lady. Mama Bear will travel to the ends of the earth to save her son and Christmas. This December, Santa must die. The newest entry in the Scout nonstop imprint. Enjoy the world premiere issue, followed by the entire story, concluded soon after in a one volume. Dude, <laughs> this book. Oh my gosh. Uh I don't want to say, you know, that it's that it's gruesome, but it kind of is, man. <laughs> it's it's an all the above. Like it's it's uh it's 
I don't know if you could say like it's a little realistic of like, oh. you know, how life would be maybe, but at I the guess. same time it's like, goodness gracious, what just happened? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, when we first meet Ellie, uh she's a little <laughs> she's not the typical mom number 1. No. She literally puts a gun in her kid's face. Uh yep. spoilers. Uh just saying. <laughs> You guys will have to read this one to figure out why. Uh, but yeah, she's a pretty harsh woman and uh, and she's all about reality. And she's like, yeah, this this is the way the world is. So you better get ready. And the kid's freaking terrified. <laughs> I don't blame the kid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but yeah, this story, uh, it was it was really uh, cool to read. It was a great story. I, I want to know what the heck happened in the first few pages there. We're not going to give any spoilers here, but let's just tell you, when you open this up, um, you're going to see some things and you're going to wonder why, because they don't answer those questions here in this book, but I'm sure we're definitely going to get the the whole full story when we see the nonstop print. Um, but what the heck's happening here? Now I understand who and what's going on, but why? I yeah, uh, there there's more questions I feel like to this story than there are answers, and that's <laughs> a that's not even just a like oh I wonder what happens next. No, that's just straight up like I'm what why like why did we <laughs> what what is this? Yeah. yeah, and yeah, those first few pages are not just confusing. It's like what am I looking at? Yeah. Um. Now that and I will say that's not us saying like that is bad. It's just like a, like uh what's gonna happen or what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is actually a fantastic book. This mm-hmm. is something I think that is definitely gonna fall in the line of like you didn't know you would like or think that it would be like a story you would be like I'm hooked. Oh yeah. But you are just because yeah. it's so wild. Yeah. We we before we jumped on the the recording. We both were like, this is going to be, if this was on the shelf, it would probably sit right next to Murder Hobo, but it is not as, you know, (laughs) graphic as Murder Hobo. It's not as wild as Murder Hobo, but (laughs) it's in the sense of like, if you're going to read like a genre of like crazy stuff, Mm -hmm. I think that's the the clean way of saying that line is, um, (laughs) this would be on the shelf with that. Yeah, because the the elves are vulgar. They're they're using uh, curse words. Uh, Santa <laughs> is doing some things, uh, you know, obviously they do in the log line. They say that Mrs. Claus, you know, dies in a tragic accident. Um, and obviously, you know, Santa's got to go and deliver presents and, and he just had this happen and it's gonna, you know, be tragic. And what the heck is going to happen, dude? Like he is like, I don't know if I could freaking. Uh, you know, do anything if my significant other, you know, something like this gruesome happened to her. I can't imagine what he's going through. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know how you fully discussed this story yet. Like it's just, <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. Because what, but, but the book yeah. is, the book is actually really, uh, really fast paced, uh, really great read. Um, they give you a lot of information. They kind of build here uh, a, a world that we already know, but we they build this world here up for us by kind of you know giving us a little bit of uh, insight of of the characters really quick. And even in some just one page, they do that. And I think that sometimes that's a little hard, especially with these these elves. They are really like all about getting you know this is Christmas. We got to get it out. They're very they're very one track mind right now. 
and they were they're really all about you know getting the quota and and, and fulfilling it and nothing's going to stop that we have to just we need to get it done uh so we got that in just a few pages we got uh, the idea of who santa is in just a few panels um and then we definitely we see just a few pages of ellie and her son and we already know who and what type of person she is <laughs> so mm-hmm. um um the cool thing also with this one is towards the the end last few pages there's also a letter from the creator and it says letter to santa which kind of gives you a <laughs> a jump into the whole like idea that they had when they came together yeah. to write this book uh-huh. and create it. So it's also fun because it gives you like more of that. And then there's a weird, like um after story story that has nothing to do with anything. It's just something they threw in there, which is also pretty cool, random, but fun. So this is the, I, I would love to see more from these guys just because I feel like they've got like a down pack on just like, fun like entertaining comic that doesn't necessarily have to make a hundred percent sense but um like with the red xmas like the crazy thing is is i feel like there's a insane like you said with those first few pages i feel like there's an insane lore story we're gonna get here oh yeah that yeah. we didn't under like we didn't expect oh yeah that's already <laughs> what i'm looking at <laughs> like i feel like that's where we're going yeah yeah uh, it makes me wonder if we're gonna get zombie santa or something weird like that that's i don't know if that's spoiling anything well uh, <laughs> not even then like we we still don't know because there's so much different things like saying at this point just know that you're not gonna you're not gonna be ready for it <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of different twists and turns in this book but i i it's definitely one to read uh the artwork is amazing the colors are great uh this this the whole story is is a is a one that I'm interested in. I'm re- I'm actually gonna when this comes out not to nonstop. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab it up, man, and I'm gonna yes. read it. So, I you, I I don't have anything else. You got anything else? No, just that. Uh, make sure you don't let your kid grab this off the shelf. So, <laughs> yeah. but other than that, you should check it out. Yeah, just because it says Christmas on the cover does not mean that it's for kids. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, read it. It, it. It's a great story. All right, let's go ahead and move on to Sam and his talking gun. And this one was actually my pick here because I thought it was such a good story here, man. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, back in the day, there was this show. I can't remember the name of the show because it's been so long. Uh, but there was an actually ta- there's an actual talking gun <laughs> in the in the TV show. It was a really low budget. I don't know if anybody out there knows what I'm talking about, but this is such a cool idea and story here you got writer drew ferguson and you got artist lee ferguson father and son team uh really great number one issue here uh, let me read the log line here for you guys really quick and give you guys a little bit of a background of the story here so sam stands in a room full of bodies blood and broken things the only thing on his mind colt his brother blood or not colt who killed the only person sam had left Colt, who broke Sam's mind and left the shattered pieces in an asylum, but Sam is back. He has his talking gun, and no matter the cost, no matter the consequence, Colt has to pay. Wow. If the, Number one, that logline is perfect for this story. 
no, we we do follow Sam. He's got a talking gun. We don't get any answers on why the gun's talking or how the gun can talk here, but we get a little bit of an insight of who Sam is. He's a part of this assassination group or whatever, this organization. Mm-hmm. And either you, you see tons and tons of action happen. They're killing people. He gets betrayed, uh, you know, a couple of different times here. It feels like so, uh, man, uh, this is, this is really cool. Uh, I'm all about it because I want to know more. I need to know more answers. I need to know why there's a talking gun. I need to know how it happened. I need to know, you know, is he actually a little nuts? Like what's going on? It's definitely a story that, um, uh, harkens back to old action movies, but also it's, it's kind of like, um, the, uh, you know, you got the feel of John Wick where it kind of like jumps you in, you get like the small premise of what's going on. You get the action, everything's going on. And then you start to find out the lore because it, it yeah. definitely sets up where there's going to be a lot going on. Cause in the first issue, it tells you a bunch of stuff that really just leaves you going like, okay, what's that? Mean? <laughs> yeah. And so like, there's definitely lore there, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's that like action movie sense of like, you're going to get the action first. Then you're going to find out there's this giant story like that mm-hmm. ties everything together. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and the characters are really awesome looking, uh, you know, Colt is kind of this, this, uh, you know what he reminds me of? Like in, he kind of looks like the old school, um, uh, vulture from the old school Spider-Man uh, cartoons. Not so skinny, but hit the his his facial structure. He's bald. He's got a little bit of a pointy nose. He's got a thinner mm-hmm. build, and he's just just this creepy looking dude who you know he has to be you know up to some sinister things. He's always got an ulterior motive. That's that's what I felt when I looked at him. I was like, this guy's bad news, bad news, and so and he definitely is. Sam definitely looks a little bit more clean cut, you know, clean laced up a little bit, but he, but he's still, you know, he's still like a John Wick type guy where he's like, you know, quiet, but he, if you, if you, you know, come at, come at him, he's going to get you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, really great issue, man. The, the artwork is awesome. I love the colors, you know, freaking Lee Ferguson kills it on this one, man. Yeah. This is a very beautiful book, like all the way around. Yeah, yeah, and for Drew to to come out of this, and this is his his first you know published work that I know of. So I mean, man, man, really strong, strong first issue here. Uh, we're gonna get into a, an interview here, a little bit deeper into uh, some more stuff that they've done here at the end of the show. So hopefully you guys will will stick around for that because we're gonna get real, real, real into a little bit of what they do here. Um, but dude, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna go and you know, pre-order the next few issues. Uh, oh, I don't yeah, know about same. you, man. So. Well, if uh, uh, I guess I'll plug. Well, if you're like me, you could get the Scout subscription box oh, monthly. Yeah. Get <laughs> get yeah, every issue. Yeah. yeah, dude. So, so the the one thing. So my birthday is in February, right? So what what I told right. my wife, I was like. So I was like, check this out. I, I told them I don't want anything for Christmas, but you know, the wives and and children they do it anyway. After I was like, I don't want anything for Christmas. Don't worry about. It. Just take care of the kids. Um, 
But I told her, I was like, the one thing that I would really love for my birthday, because I'm going to be gearing, like, t- like r- going back and not purchasing so much books <laughs> next year, because yeah. the first few months of next year are really slow at my work, so I'm going to be like, all right, I'm already preparing myself to not buy enough books. Uh, so I was like, well, just get me the subscription box, you know, a monthly subscription box from Scout. And I can get the books that I want that I'm going to talk about on the show anyway. So why not just do that? So I hopefully that's going to be one of my Christmas presents or not my, my birthday presents. Birthday presents. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to get it in January, though. <laughs> but man, man, uh, this the, I'm looking forward to this. I looked at the subscription box for December. Kid, dude, there's so many good stuff in it. So many things. There's ah. so many good things. There's also a lot of like really interesting things and and one really cool thing is they actually this is the first box that'll have a trade paperback in it Ooh, because it'll have the the dis uh the the uh island of misfit toys the christmas uh uh book they made oh wow which is uh, written by brandon demon and illustrated by george uh come okay uh but brandon demon has gone on to uh write a lot of the uh the, like kids books for marvel like the Groot's uh group bedtime story or like the oh, yeah? snow day stuff like that so nice that's really cool really cool man uh i don't have anything else to talk about here do you no that's about it for me and i'm looking up some news here and i don't think i see too much news man i think we're kind of gearing down towards the end of the month here or towards the end of the year even I, I'm not seeing too much. Do you have anything off the top of your head there? I think we talked about most of it all last week. No, we pretty much talked about everything. Um, we really don't. Uh, the only other thing I think is um, there's a, there's one Kickstarter going. Yeah, for a scout book that's going to come out uh, most likely next year uh, for the, the um, scoot line. Stanley okay. and the Snowman is currently on Kickstarter okay. for the first issue, uh, which is a one of the books they announced that would be a scoot title um and it's a a kid's christmas story so you know uh contrast to red xmas okay um but that's currently on kickstarter um it's only got 10 days left it's 45 percent funded it's uh it's a really cute story and it's uh oh and the reason i like it which i hope we see more of because i want to see mm-hmm. more of it in american like uh like stuff is it's got a yeah. very big art style that looks anime and uh, I would love to see okay. more of that, especially for kids, because there's not tons of that for kids. So seeing that um, just uh, when they do some of the preview pages on the Kickstarter, it's some of the kids reactions are yeah. that over dramatic like uh, manga style. OK, yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's really cool. It looks really fun. Uh, it's definitely something I think uh, parents should look forward to for next year for Scout. And if uh, you're yeah. somebody who does do Kickstarter, I think it's something you should definitely check out. Yeah, and and we're talking about Scoot right now. Soulstream just came out with their yes, the, the right. beautiful looking variant from uh, uh, you know Seda's good friend, uh, man. And and they they grew up together. Her name is Cora Sweeney, dude. This cover looks so good. This young lady is it's such fire. a great great artist. Yeah, um, it's definitely so. uh, an art piece where I don't see this, and I hope not is the last like uh, exclusive. Like this is no, something no. that um is definitely something like this is amazing. 
I mean, we shouldn't be surprised with after already talking to Seda, but this yeah. is definitely something that you're like, this is from a girl who's how old is doing this kind of art. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd said the same thing. I was like, what? I can't believe this. Um, there's another one here. Uh, Sweet Downfall is in Previews World right now. Yes. So you guys can grab this from Previews World. And this one's so good looking, dude. I know that I was all I really was not into his art at first. But since I'm reading a few more books of of his, uh, dude, I uh, Stefano Cardicelli, who we're talking about, uh, he has grown on me. His artwork has grown on me, and Sweet Downfall is probably the best looking one out of all of them. I feel. Yes. Oh man, yes, it's so good looking. Yeah. Um, zombie also have... Snow White Snow White Zombie uh, Apocalypse is in Kickstarter right now too. Uh, no, that is already done. Is it, it done? Successfully oh, funded. Ah, so I, maybe I really looked good. at it a few days ago when it was still on, still open. Yeah, it was still up for a few days ago, but it was a it's officially uh, kickstarted now. Um, they, they they've uh, announced a ton of variants for stuff coming out. I think the bigger thing to talk about is that um, there are four second printings already coming. You have uh, Recount Issue One. Oh yeah, uh, it yeah. eats what feeds it. Uh, issue Three. Um, and then wow. two of the books, like I mentioned earlier, are ones that are just key issues or big issues. So yeah. White Ash issue four is getting a second printing, which is the issue with, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember her name. The, uh, uh, Galinda. I'm going to butcher that, but she's, <laughs> she, it's her first, uh, it's her issue. Cause we're getting a, uh, solo series from her or one shot, oh, wow. I believe. Wow. So cool. and then Yasmin issue two is uh, getting a second printing. And the main reason why I can tell you why that that one sold out is that's the hardest hitting issue of that series. Wow. Like that's an emotional book. So I'm not surprised with that. And then yeah, um, the cool. last thing is Vlad Dracul issue one is getting a third printing. Wow. That's yeah. all really cool. Dude, I issue threes, issue twos and threes are getting uh second and third pretty so cool, dude. That is mm-hmm. that's amazing. It's it's sometimes not even hurt. Well, uh, the hurt cool of. thing with Vlad Dracul is I think that's the first book we've gotten from Scout that's officially got a gotten a third printing. A third printing. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Vlad Dracul is definitely a good good book. Um that's one that I would recommend to everybody to pick yeah. up. It's one that I hope we don't hear the last of because oh, that's definitely yeah. one that yeah you, there's more to tell. Definitely, definitely. Um, so cool, man! I love these these everything that's coming out from Scout. Um, you guys are gonna be in for a treat uh, when you uh, when you guys start to see everything that's coming out next year, man. Because oh, <laughs> I think 2021, like if 2020 was not a really great year for scout 2021 is going to be a really good one too. Cause really so big, many yeah. good things are coming out of there, man. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what, what else do you got going on? No more. Uh, th- I think that's it. I think All right. That we've covered it. Cool. So let's go ahead and take a break right here. And after the break, we're going to be talking to the Ferguson's about their work on Sam and his talking gun. Let's take that break. Welcome back from the break. This is Joey Galvez, and I'm here with John. And like we promised you guys, we have the Fergusons on the line. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. You? 
I'm doing wonderful, wonderful. So we have Drew Ferguson and Lee Ferguson, the creators of Sam and his talking gun. Uh, man, I, I, I was telling you guys that I would just read this book just before we jumped on. It was a really great issue. Uh, it was really fast paced, really easy read. Um, before we get into the conversation, can you either one of you guys give us a quick little log line of, of the book really quick? You do the honest dad? Go for it. Okay. <laughs> no, it's all yours. So more or less, it just starts and, uh, Sam is clearly looking for revenge and you don't quite know why or who he's going after to start with, but, uh, yeah, this is the gun. Just ask Sam if he's ready. And he's very clearly ready because the elevator door is open and <laughs> carnage ensues. <laughs> that's, that's more or less where the book starts. And you get some more context as it goes. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the way it happens. And <laughs> the way it unfolds, it definitely unfolds like a like a really good first episode of a of an action flick or an action film uh, show. Um, I, it was really well done. I, I, number one, that's all I could say right now. Uh, John, what do you have to say about this? Because I know you've read it. I know you even ha- probably have your copy in front of you. I have my copy and I have the ash can also. Um, but uh, what I loved also is, yeah, in the ash can, it just gives you that action part. So it doesn't give you, unlike the first issue where it tells you what's actually like uh, where he gets some of the premise of what he's doing. But um, what gave you the idea for this book? What what was the uh, the passion behind it? Uh, I had the sentence a talking gun staring at me in the face for about two years in a word document. And I was like, I got to tackle this someday. And one day I was just, I was tired of what I was working on. And I was like, you know what? Today's the day. And I started, I just had no real prep. I just went at it. And I guess it worked out this time. That's, That's not awesome. the way I'd recommend doing things though. Well, yeah, but sometimes that can work out just because it's yeah. just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's spontaneous. You just throw on some doom soundtrack and you get to work. Oh yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I I know in in like he just came to me and the thing was fully formed. You know, like uh, he just is like we were we were talking about doing something together, and he, you know, he's like I just worked on this on the side, and he brought me this script, and I just read the first script, and I'm like, I really think we need to put aside what else we were gonna do, and, and we got to do this. I mean, it's it's just bonkers. We got to go for it. You know, so that's uh, awesome. It was it just came to me like boom you know <laughs> i had no clue he was working on it or anything that's so cool i know in the 90s there was this really really bad low budget uh tv show where a guy had his, had a talking gun and i was like oh man this is like <laughs> this reminds me of that i don't know if you, your dad probably remembers that more than i do <laughs> i i don't what was that what was it called? i forget what it was what it was called uh, but I probably should have done my Google searches before <laughs> beforehand. Uh, but it reminded me so much of it. And, and listeners out there probably know of what I'm doing. They really love to Google really quick when we talk about stuff. But <laughs> I, I, when I was thinking about this, I was like, oh man, I really hoped like the, the tip of the gun like moves his mouth just like the just like the show did. <laughs> but well, no, this was a really cool concept. I really didn't when I was reading this. I had to actually really read, and I was like, "Oh, those are the that that's the gun talking there." And we we didn't get any information on how or why the gun's talking just yet. So uh, I love that because it gives me, you know, the opportunity to obviously uh, read on and continue on. But I really, really love this concept. I really want to know more about Sam and what's going on. And uh, I love the way this this story developed and all this good stuff. Um, so how did you guys approach this? I know you guys are father and son, son team. I know Lee, you and I spoke before and you said your son brought this to you. 
so when, so how did you guys approach this kind of working together uh, aspect of things? Uh, <laughs> you could go ahead and start, Drew. I kind of just come to him with crazy ideas or scripts, and I'm like, is this good? <laughs> and he tells me yes or no. And this was one where he's like, yes, also, I'd like to draw this. And obviously, that's a pretty good opportunity for me because I get a great artist on my book, you know. So, yeah. But then it's an easy dynamic. Like, I just walk down the hallway. We want to talk about a page, you know. I don't know if you have to go back through emails. We have like a nice shorthand because, you know, we know what each other's thinking most of the time. So I don't know, it's a very easy, it's a very easy process, I would say. Well, and we, and we tend to watch a lot of uh, movies and, and television shows and, and like we can't help but it, it drives uh, his mom, my wife nuts, you know, because we'll get done with the show and we're like, what'd you think? And she goes, I don't know. Or I did and then I will spend like the next hour, you know, <laughs> dissecting like what we like, like why this scene was cool or what didn't work about that. Or, you know, we just take everything apart and talk it over and, and it's a lot of fun. And and so we kind of come at things, you know, with that background too, which is really handy, you know, so we can throw something at each other and we've already talked this through, you know, like yeah. in some other context. So we've got that foundation to, to go from, you know, with this stuff. So what, uh, when you were uh, working on this, what what brought you to scout with it? We, uh, you know, years ago when uh, James was uh, was kickstarting his book, uh, Solar Flare, um, you know, I, I just saw that he was a, a guy. He lives like an hour from me, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, a local guy is doing a book, and uh, so you know, and he sent me with the support and all, and we kind of got to talking. And over the years, you know, since we're, we live close together, we started talking to each other. And as he became more involved with Scout, you know, we just, it was always this thing where sooner or later we were going to do something at Scout. And uh, once we had Sam gone, I, I just, I'm like, all right, we're going to take this to James and run that past the Scout guys and see what they think. And they, they were just on board right away. You know, like, it's one of those things you, you hear the title and you're like, oh, okay, I need to know what this is about. <laughs> you know, I mean, the title hooks you right away to, mm. to want to know more. So they were they were really supportive right from the start. You know, I know your dad's this big artist, right? And so, <laughs> so growing up in, in the household of, mm. of this famed artist, uh, did you, and we're going to get into a little bit more because I know Lee has done a little bit more and, and in the past, we'll talk a little bit about that, especially your future with, with um, scout with more stuff. But when you were growing up, were you all were you kind of ge- geared more to or towards writing, or did you all did you do you do some art stuff too? Do you draw? Do you do things like that? I have tried to draw in the past. Uh, I was not a very patient kid, so trying to <laughs> learn to draw when you're not very patient just doesn't work out very well. Writing is sort of like an instant gratification kind of thing, more so than drawing because like you can see it in your head and mm. you know what's there. Yeah. So I, I've definitely gravitated towards writing more. I still dabble around and try to learn how to draw, you know, yeah, I'm definitely, yeah. I would say a writer first, for sure. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, you definitely have a really great teacher inside the home, man. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome. So I, I Lee, we're going to get into this a little bit. I know that you have uh, kind of a, a, a big history here with your artwork and, and scout just announced that they're going to move forward with some really cool stuff. Uh, some a little bit stuff, something from your past with uh, Third Wave '99, right? <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit about yep. that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I love the I love the way you know when James came to me with the marketing for this, I was like, 
I, that's definitely the way to do this. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Like, you know, James, uh, he he came to me with the idea for the book. You know, we were going to, again, we were going to do something different. And uh, he's like, all right, maybe we should do that later and do this first. And I'm like, all right, what's the this first you're talking about? And he told me about it. And I'm like, you know, that that was never a, an idea on my bucket list. But the idea of this is, mm-hmm. is something I'd really like to do. Um, <laughs> but uh, then you get to the marketing and it. I don't want to say anything like, you know. Yeah, you don't have to give anything away, kept, but, but tell everybody yeah, a little bit about what, yeah, you, but, uh, what you've done with Third Wave 99. Uh, you know, it all started with logo design and uh, coming up with this company uh, for T-shirts and surfboards and all. And it, it's a, it's something I don't, don't get to do a lot of, you know. I mean, you know, comics, you're telling the stories, you know. Um, but the more I work in, in the business, the more I'm enjoying, like, getting into the sound effects mm-hmm. and then logo design and all that. And it, it applied here with Third Wave. So uh, that's kind of where it started was just, you know, logos and surfboards and all that kind of stuff. That's fantastic. So are you, do you, did you, did you surf back in the day or do no. you still do? <laughs> no, you know, I'm, I'm from Ohio, so, you know, there's not much opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, we lived, uh, we lived in Ohio until, uh, the end of 03. So by that point, my learning to surf days were well in the past, you know, <laughs> it wasn't going to happen in my thirties then. So. <laughs> That's awesome. so with Sam and the talking gun, it, it's a really good book. So, um, what was uh what kind of like fans are you hoping to get drawn in with this uh and just like the the story that it is this one i feel like the hook definitely draws in like the action like the kind of like john wick or like those kind of fans mm-hmm. you know um and then the longer it goes the book sort of i don't know the dynamic shifts a little bit the longer it goes to hopefully either retain those fans or pull in some other people who are interested in a different kind of story i think it once issue number two hits it mm-hmm. Like issue number two is a very different issue than issue number one. So I feel like it could have some more appeal than just like an action flick, you know, it'll have some more drama fans too, hopefully if we do our job. Right. Yeah. Cause I also know that scout is very much uh, is behind this because we've already got hints that they are going to continue this series after this one already. So there's definitely (laughs) a lot of passion behind uh, the project as well. Yeah, for sure. We have plans. They've They've gotten, they, They've gotten word out there already that uh, there's more than just this initial series. They're not good at I, I didn't secrets. know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we're also a little bit, we, we, we peek a little bit behind the curtain just a tad too. So we're a little bit, gotcha. <laughs> we're, we're not the average collector or, or, or comic reader here. Yeah. We have a podcast and we, we kind of yeah. dig a little deep sometimes. So, <laughs> but there's but definitely, Drew has a lot of scripts piled. Yeah. Up. Yeah. There's definitely <laughs> a lot of, uh, uh, when uh because i've heard uh quite a bit of like the cons that they uh go to like james and them and stuff and when they bring up a lot of books this is definitely one that they've brought up that they they bring up quite a bit to Mm -hmm. say like this is one i'm looking forward to yeah 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 and i've actually been looking forward to this one for quite some time myself too and 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 when i heard I, i didn't know too much about lee uh, you know, until, you know, James has been been uh, letting that out of his under his from under his hat a little bit there. And I started looking into it. And I was like, oh, OK, this this is some really good looking artwork here. So, man, and, and that's amazing. So I, I'm ha- I have a question for both of you, to both of you. And obviously it's going to be a little bit different answer. So I'm going to ask Drew first. You're the writer. Mm. What was your inspiration uh, going into this story here? 
This one, I just, I wanted to try something new with action, like in the scripts I'd written before, which obviously no one's seen, no one's published, you know, but uh, I wasn't really super into action and I wasn't great at writing it. Um, so this one, mostly I just started it just to see uh, how, to, how to get action out there and how to make it, you know, tell a story. So that started as that, and then it's just shifted into wanting to tell the story. I just, I just love Sam. I love the characters around him. The talking gun just makes me giggle like a schoolboy. So <laughs> that was that was more or less. I was just very excited about this book. It just has a lot of energy. I feel like awesome. I like writing with energy. Great, great. And Lee, uh, what was your what what kind of inspiration did you draw from to get to get this going and and the you know development of the characters because i know reading a story is different and i know when i read it like a script or a story and it and there's no visuals to it whatsoever i get this kind of you know the way i see these characters in my head so what we have right here on this page now that is going that has already been printed and published was this your first was is this what what they looked like in your head, or or did they did they change a little bit? It's pretty close, isn't it, Drew? I mean, mm-hmm. like uh, I, I think the very first time I you know after we decided we were going to get moving on this, uh, you know, we kind of talked over what the characters looked like, and uh, Colt is very much like mm-hmm. you know you know he maybe we never talked about him being bald, and I just threw that on the layouts, and Drew was like, oh yeah, he's bald. But maybe, maybe it's in he the was, script. He was definitely bald. Is it in the script? Yeah. He was oh, sort he? of modeled okay, after okay, Woody Harrelson, for sure. Like, initially, like, uh, yeah, the idea of him yeah. with Worlds of Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't think anybody changed drastically at all. I think with Sam, uh, Sam might have changed the most, but even, even that, they really were pretty close to what you see on the page right off the bat. There was no real descriptors for Sam in the script. It was just sort of his demeanor that was described. So you definitely came up with Sam, like just straight up. Yeah. And Sam, you, you know, designing him, you just, I guess both of them, you really started with their eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. if you only see Sam's eyes and Colt's eyes, you need to be able to tell them apart. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, Sam's a little tougher because he's much more buttoned up. Um, but Colt, you know, he's got that kind of maniacal glee to his eyes uh, that, should be evident if I'm doing my job right off the bat, you know. And so, there, uh, there are two different scenes here where you do emphasize on on both of the eyes, and you can definitely see the difference there. And, and that was a really great touch. I also like that you uh, you mentioned uh, Woody Harrelson for the uh, the one character because that kind of gives me like a, a good look at the character of like, oh, okay. Because you know sometimes mm-hmm. it's uh, it's fun to hear when uh, creators like mention who like they kind of draw an inspiration from because mm-hmm. it opens up a little bit more of like what you get from the character because I could absolutely see like Woody Harrelson playing that kind of character as well. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's very was, easy. Go ahead, sorry. So was there like uh, for like Sam? Was there was there somebody that you saw for that character? Sam's definitely shifted a lot uh, from the get. For initially, it was. Uh, Jared Padalecki from Supernatural. That's who I was thinking of, which uh, is named oh. Sam in Supernatural also. Yeah. That's why his name is Sam. But that was initially the idea. And he sort of shifted in my head as he's sort of developed as a character and the more we've written. Um, but Colt has more or less stayed the same. He was Woody Harrelson. It's easier to like write dialogue, I feel like. When you've got an actor in mind, you can hear them in your head more. And it makes yeah. it easier to develop like their mm-hmm. speaking patterns and stuff. So it makes it much easier. So I got to ask a question about uh, the relationship that you guys have. And when it came to this book, you know, how, how, how was it? Was it difficult 
to, you know, it sounds like Drew has a really, has this really down, uh, you know, down packed here. So Lee, how, how, how difficult was it to take some direction from your son? (laughs) Uh, It really isn't. I mean, we, you know, he, uh, he sends me the script. I, you know, we'll bounce some notes his way about, you know, questions I might have or, uh, you know, what if we did this? Is this cool? You know it, but, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's been great because, you know, like I said, we just bounce ideas back and forth yeah. until, you know, the art gives us what the script needs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, so, uh, and he leaves the action of uh, open, you know, to, to, you know, he'll say, this is what happens on the page, but he's not someone who says, shoot it from ground level, you know, and, yeah. you know, the sun has to be in the background and there's three buildings on the right side. And, you know, he just, he tells me what happens in the panel and I come back to him with, with the layouts and, if something's unclear, he asks me about it. And I'm like, well, if he's asking about it, it must, it must not work. So then I adjust that, you know, <laughs> uh, it's, it's really collaborative. You know, it, it, he does the script completely without any input from me. Um, and then I get the script and we just kind of go back and forth to make sure it all works then, you know, but it's, it's been a blast, it, I, an absolute blast. And it's been, it's been really cool. Like, you know, you know, I'm his dad. So I've seen him write. <laughs> for years and years and years yeah. i mean you know back in middle school he was you know they would have to turn in these stories and he was always having these stories where guys got sucked into video games you know yeah. and and you know if if they died in the game they died in real life you know and to see him come from that to this it's it's been really cool to watch you know he's put a lot of work into it and so it's nice to see sam come out and people are, are digging what he he's got here and yeah. you know it's it's a good start for him, you know. He's got a lot of good stuff to to show people here. So that's fantastic. So so Drew, how how did how is it? How cool is it to be working with you know not only your dad but somebody who's just you know down the hall <laughs> and easy to like you know collaborate with it. when you have something you just kind of hey, walk down a couple doors down and you're like hey man I we need this because sometimes it's it's a little difficult you know a lot of creators they live across country or you know across the world even sometimes and you got your artist right there in the same house man so mm-hmm. how, how cool is that it's like having our own little studio here it's very nice yeah. <laughs> it's like chasing Amy. We're uh, Ben Affleck and uh, face like in the same desk with each other, you know. Just yeah, <laughs> but it's nice. Yeah, we have an idea, and we can just the flow of communication is very quick here. We don't have yeah. to send emails back and forth, or you know, have a phone call. We Although can just, we do sometimes yeah. for some reason. <laughs> if my door is closed and I don't want to get up, we'll send emails. But <laughs> <laughs> with all of this, this stuff, you is this your first? Uh, you know, a uh, published work. Uh, my first published comic work. Yeah. The only other thing I've got published is, uh, I have a book of short stories Okay, uh, on Amazon, but otherwise this is my first published work, uh, like comic wise. And nice. I'm proudest of this. I'm very happy with this. So how do you feel this is going to be your first comic book, you know, out the mm-hmm. gate do you, and, it, and it's pretty strong. How do you feel? Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen a little, it, it's just been a few days since it's been out. How have you kind of taken to the success of this already? Uh, I try not to like read into too much of what people are thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I just try to, especially since I actually can't say much. It's hard. It's hard, man. It's hard to, yeah. <laughs> to not let anything under your, from come, come out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to definitely, like I'm happy people are liking it, you know, but I'm trying yeah. not to take too much in from different areas and let it mm-hmm. still 
be a yeah. story that we're telling. Yeah, sometimes you got to block yourself off from that mm. stuff a little bit. To, yeah. You know, when uh when I was first, you know, when I first got into doing this kind of stuff, I was like, I don't want to look at my numbers. I don't want to know what people are talking about. Maybe they hate what I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, so I completely understand that you can definitely make you turn yourself into a, a, a neurotic person. So <laughs> it's nice to work in a vacuum sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so Drew, one thing I was going to ask is, um, you know, this is your first published work. Mm-hmm. That is um, also you've had to wait quite a while because the ash can for this came back in uh, New York Comic Con 2019. <laughs> oh wow! So it's kind of been you know, waiting for this release kind of took the, to the next Comic-Con for that to happen for you. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, with that and the weight and everything, is there something that you would love to write now that you've kind of gotten in like your foot in the door? Is there like a type of story that you would love to get into? Uh, I think just everything. I like bouncing back and forth between different kinds of stories. So like I've got another thing that me and an artist uh, are going to pitch, hopefully either beginning of next year or very end of this year. And it's a very different story from this. And it's, it's, I like to bounce back and forth. I don't, it's just nice to work different parts of your brain for sure. <clears throat> but this mean, one, the other one's a very, it's kind of slower, not slower paced, I guess, but it's, it's a very different book. It's not an action book at all. So okay. I think okay. moving away from action for my next book would be nice. Oh, all right. All right. So that sounds really cool, man. How are you going to let your dad down like that, dude? Use use somebody else, dude. <laughs> no, so so do you guys do you guys see yourself? I'm too slow. I can't draw everything. <laughs> you, are you guys going to be working on, uh, you know, once once Sand finishes, are you guys going to be working on anything else anytime soon? We have a book we're working on before Sam that I think we would both really like to to get the chance to work on. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I, w- I would love to hear all this stuff. Uh, John, do you have anything else before we wind down here? No, just that um, this is an amazing book. I think it's one that's uh, kind of been uh, for anyone who's known Scout has been waiting for a while, like I said, because it's mm-hmm. taken a while for it to release. But uh, I think this is definitely one that I've seen a lot of people pick up and that everyone should pick up. Yeah, this one is already out on your shelves. If you guys can't grab it, go to scoutcomics.com and pick this one up. I guarantee you, you guys are not going to be let down because this is a really good first issue right out the gates from Drew and Lee Ferguson. You know what, guys? Thank you for hanging out with us here on Two Scout Geeks. You guys were amazing. I appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, So, John, will you please see us out of the show? And remember, Scout is what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about.